morning, everyone, and welcome back to the Messy Masterpiece Podcast with Chad and Tori. Sorry, you caught me mid-yawn. You really did. I'm a little sleepy, and hopefully the Holy Spirit just moves and wakes me on up. Um, mm-hmm. A quick little heads up before we jump into today's episode. Uh, Tori and I posted a long-form episode over there on Saturday. I don't know if we I did. let people know yesterday. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Did I let people know on Monday? Potentially Monday. My brain is just a little fried from this week. <laughs> we were rushing to get so much work done before yeah. like before Thursday because we had out of town. And yeah. now we don't head out of town. So we did all that work. <laughs> hey, ahead. We're a little yep, ahead. We're a little ahead, which I love it. So anyways, let's hop in, baby. Yes, let's do it, you guys. We're still in the series by Charles Stanley, Waiting on God. And today we're reading out of James 1, 17. It says, every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. The devotional says, directing our focus on God. Do you know who it is you're waiting for? Someone may say, I'm hoping for an employer to notice my resume. Another person might add, I'm waiting for a spouse. Or, I'm anticipating having a child. We tend to focus on the object of our desire rather than the provider. But really, no matter who or what the subject of your petitions, the one you're actually waiting for is God. You're hoping he'll answer your prayers. You're expecting him to supply the solution to your problems. You're awaiting his intervention. After all, the reality is, Every good thing given and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, James 1.17. It is the Lord himself who provides all things for you. Waiting signifies an expectant endurance that's demonstrated by a directed, purposeful, active, and courageous attitude of prayer. That expectant endurance means we won't make a move without the Lord's guidance. And that first characteristic of godly prayer and waiting, being directed towards God, is what we'll take a look at in today's devotion. Rather than concentrating on what we're waiting for, we'll focus on the Father, who has the best plan for our lives. Ultimately, no matter what you're waiting for, you're better prepared and suited for it if you're centered on God. Why? Because when you focus on what you lack and inspires despair in your heart, you obsess over your own limitations, which reinforces the bondage within you. Remember, you sin when you try to meet your needs in your own way rather than the Lord's. So as you fixate on what you don't have, You enslave yourself more to the sin nature, which eventually leads to destruction. It's a disheartening and vicious cycle. But when you single-mindedly set your sights on God, you realize the incredible strength, wisdom, and power that are being employed on your behalf. You have confidence because the Lord knows and provides what's absolutely best for you. And because he's unaffected by the obstacles that limit and intimidate you, your reasons to fear disappear. Friend, the Lord God is faithful. If he makes a promise, he'll certainly keep it. Don't miss this principle because it's one of the most important lessons you'll ever learn about your ability to wait on him. 
It's based completely on your own understanding of who he is and the relationship you build together. Yeah, I think that's just really powerful, especially the part about sin and how we sin whenever we try to take things into our own hands, because I'm sure a lot of people know this, but that's what the the word sin translates back to. It translates back to missing the mark. But when you look at that phrase, missing the mark, what that presupposes is that you aimed at a target and you missed it. So you're aiming at fulfilling yourself. You're aiming at satisfying a need and you're missing it. And that is what sin is for us. And I just thought of this random little analogy as you were reading, and it was about like going to the gym to, you know, if you're desiring to be in good shape and, you know, being in good shape is not inherently bad by any means, but if we start to desire it so deeply it, and it becomes like a massive part of our like identity and our own self-worth, then we think, oh, if I only had time to work out or if I can afford a trainer or an in-home gym or this, this, and that, then we would accomplish what we want. But in actuality, if we sought the Lord for our own self-worth and mm-hmm. for our identity, then this heavy burden of like needing to go to the gym or whatever it is, of course, that's just an analogy. We all have our own metaphorical gym Mm -hmm. or like, you know, being in good shape in our heart. If we had that, or if we sought the Lord for that type of acceptance, then we wouldn't need those smaller physical, tangible ways of feeling okay. And we would uh, not give them so much control over our contentment, our happiness and our joy. Yeah, that's so good. I was also just thinking about how when we focus so much on the thing that we're praying for, I feel like we can really miss the opportunities inside of our waiting. I was actually reading a caption um, by Dawn Sheree Wilkerson, her and her husband pastor a church in Miami, Florida, and she was saying in her waiting and her journey of infertility, which was like eight years long, that in that waiting room, you can really miss the opportunities inside of that if you're just so focused on what you're praying for instead of really opening your eyes and celebrating things inside of the waiting and developing relationships and celebrating other people's wins. And so really, I love that this devotional just really encouraged us to take our focus from the thing we're praying for and redirect our focus on God. Um, Because when we're focused on God, it's so much easier to have joy and peace and celebration inside of the waiting. Yeah. And before we pray out, I just want to encourage you all that Um, you know, prayer isn't always asking for stuff. Mm -hmm. Sometimes prayer is, well, I guess it's asking, right? But sometimes prayer is asking for things to be removed. Yeah. Whether it's a longing for something that we think will will fulfill us, you Mm -hmm. know, or, or if we ask God to remove our jealousy, our resentment and things like Mm -hmm. that, you know, prayer is so much more than just asking for that one thing that we think is going to be enough for us. Yeah. Do you want to pray sign out, baby? Yeah, I'd love to. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are good. We thank you that you are above um, all the things that we might be worried about or stressed about, God. We also thank you that you know the intimate desires of our heart, God, that we don't have to hide things from you, God, but we can come to you with our longings and with our desires, and we can ask you to align those desires with your desires for our life, God, and and ask you to remove the desires that we might have that are not from you. 
Lord, we can ask you uh, to give us joy in the midst of our waiting as we focus our eyes on you and how good you are, Lord. Help us celebrate those around us. Help us um, go deeper in our relationships with friends and coworkers and families and in our marriages and our relationships, God. Help us be content in the season that we're in and not only content, but thrive inside of it and celebrate it, Lord, as we remember all the things that we now have that we once prayed for, God. You are so faithful and you are so good. We want to worship you and praise you every single day throughout this journey. So Lord, we're going to open up the floor for our listeners to pray and Chad and I are going to be praying in agreement with them. Amen, God. Amen, God. Amen. There's something that you mentioned that really kind of triggered a thought with me and that I think that whenever we are content, that is true thriving. Mm -hmm. And if you're not content, then you're striving. Yeah. But I think there's this picture in society where if you're like hustling and Mm -hmm. you're getting it, you know, if you're striving for something, then, you know, that's when you're really going to make it. But we actually make it when we are content with what we have. It's really good. Love y'all. We'll be talking to y'all tomorrow. Talk to you tomorrow. (laughs) Goodbye. I can't think of another language (laughs) right now.